Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast. Not a review this time, more of a discussion. Uh, we will call it Remakes Are Not Evil, but maybe some of the people who make them are. <laughs> I'm a huge movie and mu- music buff. I consider myself a purist that I like original versions of songs, original versions of movies. I agree with the majority of the movie-going and music-listening public when it comes to those subjects. But I also work in the music industry and now in the greater media, and I see why remakes, sequels, uh, reboots, and that kind of thing are a thing for businesses because it is easier today to get people to check out your song or movie or video or whatever if they are somehow familiar with it in some way. Now, you will see many people, especially over the last decade, that the internet voices have gotten louder and louder about their dislike of certain things. Uh, You will have a whole bunch of people who speak out, you say remake or reboot or whatever, they just instantly hate it for whatever reason. And again, I have that same human instinct to do that myself. Um, I wasn't thrilled to talk about something topical. Uh, Metallica's S&M 2 is coming out tomorrow. It played in theaters a while back. It's finally getting a hard copy release. My radio stations are running a special this weekend to give you interview and behind the scenes. I thought, why would they do this? They're, you know, they don't have to. They're touring stadiums every year on their catalog. Why do they need to go back and do something they'd already done before? Which back in the day, SNM was great, but in the scheme of things, it's not something I go back to and listen to when I want to listen to Metallica. Um, that being said, um, so I, I instantly had the same thought everybody else did. Oh God, they're doing another one of these. And then I heard all within my hands. I didn't go see it in the theater for whatever reason. And um, I kind of stayed away from it because I just wasn't really interested. And then they released a video from the upcoming release, all within my hands, done with the symphony orchestra. And it's fantastic. It's really good. And I ate my words and said, you know what? Not only am I going to play it on the radio stations, but we're going to play the special about it and support it. And so that's why I'm doing this podcast. Sometimes with art, and I will use the term loosely because we're also talking about things that make money, But when it comes to art, sometimes you need a little patience or you need a little step back to look at the whys and wherefores and what out. So I had done a podcast before about cover tunes because back then we were getting inundated with cover tunes and that was before the COVID thing. I never came out against cover songs. I think cover songs are great. I think, you know, well, let me go back a bit. As someone who's played music all of his life, who who was tried to play guitar and wasn't very good at it, but was very adept at playing trumpet, learned how to read and write music, was very much steeped into the music industry long before I started my radio career. I love listening to music. I love playing music. I get why it's it's a thing to sit in a room with people and play music together, why bands do what they do, why bands tour. It's, you know, and it's, it's one of the things that gives me a little insight when I interview some of these rock stars and whatnot, because I've been on the other side. I get the feelings and why they do what they do. I wish I was talented enough to do it, but my talents lie in other places, and I'm hopefully using them to the best of my ability. So when an artist writes a song, when a, when a writer writes a movie, someone takes it and does something with it. The band turns it into a band song that gets put on an album that goes through a producer and a record label and gets released. Um, a guy that writes a script 
agrees to get it made. They the movie studio will assign the director if if the guy who wrote it's not directing it. It will go through several different lenses before that script becomes a reality. And believe me, go Google the number of writers who are not happy with how their movies turned out. So with that in mind, that a song, once it's written, becomes the property of humanity, of the world, that everybody will listen to it, take ownership of it, try to adapt it, whatever. When you hear a song you like, when you watch a movie you like, we identify with it, we get into it, and we kind of take ownership of it. But that's not our right to do so. We didn't write the piece of art. You know, I didn't write the song. I didn't write the movie. I didn't direct the movie. I didn't produce the song. So... It's great that we get all personal with the stuff we love, but it's not our place to do so. It is an artist's task to get whatever is out of, in their head out into the world, into the public consciousness. And once they've done that, the public's going to do with it what they want. People will be inspired and want to cover it and do their own thing with it. Same thing with movies. Somebody writes a script, they have a great idea, they write a good script, it comes out, it's a little bit different, than, but you know, and it becomes, people take ownership of it, people love it, people buy it on home video, people rent it, you know. People take ownership of it, talk about it, then a decade later somebody wants to remake it and they're going to hate the remake just because somebody's trying to remake it. My point is that we tend to take ownership of things that are not our own because a song or a movie hits us at a time in our life where it connects with us and it becomes a big part of our lives. It happened a lot more when we were younger. We were more impressionable, but as you get older and you know more things, not as many things cut through that noise that really, bam, hits you between the eyes. And whether we're talking about high art and and foreign cinema or we're talking about Marvel movies that make billions of dollars, a lot of the things that are made today are made for the right reasons. We just tend to lump them all together. And I think that's a bad thing. So when we say remakes, reboots, sequels are all bad, there's a reason for that because a lot of remakes, reboots, and sequels have been horrible. I'm not saying they haven't. The vast majority are. How many Friday the 13th and Halloween movies did they make that were terrible before they realized they could actually make a decent one? You know, how many remakes and reboots? Does anybody remember that they remade Total Recall or RoboCop or any of these other classics from the 80s and 90s? Nobody's remembering those remakes because they came out, they weren't very good, and they went away. They were primarily there to make money, although a couple of those had ideas that, you know, would have taken the, the source material to new levels. So we were talking about movies today, and like I said, this I posted a, an article that said Hugh Jackman would not mind remaking Face Off with Ryan Reynolds if he didn't have to be in the room with him was the rest of the joke of the article. It was done in, a, in an interview, and he said off the cuff, yes. But this is the kind of thing that will take traction in Hollywood. So I posted it, and yes, the majority of people said, oh, to see these two do that, yes. If they made it funny, if they made it action, whatever, that I, yes. And a few of my friends, you know, no sequels, no reboots, no remakes. And I, I, did, I agree with both sides of this argument. But when I started talking to people about the remakes and the reboot thing, look at some of the movies over the last 50 years that have come out that we consider to be the quintessential versions of the movies that are all remakes. Ocean's Eleven, Scarface, The Thing, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, The Departed, The Fly, Wizard of Oz, Vanilla Sky, Insomnia, Casino Royale, True Lies, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Little Shop of Horrors, Twelve Monkeys. I could go on. All of those were movies before the versions we consider to be the version. 
and some of them will be remade again. I tell you, in my lifetime, most people thought A Star is Born with Chris Christopherson was the version of the movie, but now it's been remade. It's made a lot more money, and a lot more people bought the soundtrack than bought the first one. It's a very popular remake, but that movie's been made five times, I think. Five times? So remakes have been around since the beginning of movies. Cover songs have been around since the beginnings of music. Um, it is all, there will always, someone will come along who wants to take a bit of art, who wants to take a song or wants to take a movie script and do something else with it, that it's the catalyst for something else. And those are the projects I really like. Other people will take a song or a movie and they will perform an homage Sometimes that's very well done. The sequel to Blade Runner is also an homage to the original. The remake of Psycho, shot for shot, by Gus Van Zandt was a terrible idea. There was no reason to remake it shot for shot, make it your own. Rob Zombie's Halloween movies were remakes to a certain extent, but completely different animals on their own, love them or hate them. There have been good remakes. There have been good sequels. Godfather 2, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, there are many Marvel movies where the sequels are better than the originals. Thor Ragnarok, anybody, was the third Thor movie, and 20-something in the Marvel movies, and it's a great, enjoyable flick. Popcorn flick that it is, but it's still it has some depth, and there's a lot of fun to be had there. So to instantly say a remake is bad or a cover song is bad is, is human nature, but also wrong, because... We're not giving the chance that there might be that one that cuts through. And I just listed 15 movies that are all, if we didn't give them a chance, they wouldn't be in our movie collections right now. And the same thing with certain songs. And I discussed that at great length in a previous podcast, that there are certain covers. All Along the Watchtower from Jimi Hendrix was a cover. Uh, Three Dog Nights 1 was a cover of a Nielsen song. And I personally like the Nielsen version. But anyway, you know, there have been great covers that have supplanted the original version because they were that good or they were that different. And so not taking anything away from an original movie or original song, original art piece, but there are always going to be new generations of artists who come along and will be inspired by that and want to do more. Now, I said all the good examples. There are also money-making schemes to just take something familiar and make money with it. Of course Hollywood is a money-making machine, and of course they're going to do that. There was a, a remake of Valley Girl that didn't get released in cinemas that's now on streaming that looks absolutely horrid. They've turned it into a musical. It doesn't have the same... It has the same similar type of music, but it doesn't have... It just it can't capture 80s 40 years down the road. It just can't be done. Um, well, maybe it could be by somebody better than the people who made this. But So, yes... Th- we are flooded with remakes, sequels, and reboots that are all terrible. So I don't disagree with people who, who start thinking that they're all bad, but they're not all bad. There is a small percentage, 5 to 10%, probably less than that, where the cover comes out and it's better than the original, where the movie comes out and it's better than the original, where the sequel comes out and it's better than the original. You can count those on just a few fingers and toes, but it does happen. So I've opened my mind to covers. These days with quarantine going on, my radio stations are getting more covers than we can literally play. I could populate the top 50 songs on my chart with almost that many covers. That has how many have been released over the last few months. And every band thinks they have a good reason for doing that cover. 
I don't take anything away from that. But I physically can't play a station full of cover songs. We just can't do it, so I have to pick the best ones, the ones that are, I hope are going to catch on, the ones that are going to be, you know, something different, moving it forward, whatever, not just, hey, it's funny to hear Metallica do a country song, to use an example that hasn't happened yet, thankfully. Um, well, actually, didn't they? Anyway, um, <laughs> I did like the Johnny Cash covers. He did a great version of Wish uh, by Nine Inch Nails. But I digress a little bit. Um, I don't think that remakes, reboots, covers, sequels are all bad. I think sometimes the reasons for making them are bad, and I wish those people wouldn't. But I understand that a company has to make money, and if they have to do a bad idea a couple of times to make money, to do some of the good ideas. The example I use today, and this goes back to some another comment, was there's nothing original in Hollywood. Well, we vote with our pocketbook. When you rent, stream, download, buy something that you actually pay for with your money, you are sending a vote. And if you rent sequels, reboots, and, and remakes... You are sending a message with every time, everyone you watch that you want more of this. If you are watching nothing but original content, you are sending a you know. But I don't know anybody who does that. We sit down in front of the TV or computer or phone in the evenings and we go, I feel like watching this, and we buy it, rent it, download it, stream it, whatever. Um, but again, we're voting with our money. We're voting with popularity. And if remakes, reboots, and sequels didn't make any money, they would go away. There wouldn't be any. There, this would have died out as a trend a long time ago. But you, you look at things like the aforementioned movies. I mean, Wizard of Oz. If that movie didn't get remade, you wouldn't have met Julie Garland. You wouldn't still have a movie that's that old being released in 4K, uh, restored for the ages. It was a remake of a previous movie that they did better because it was in color, better special effects, better actors, better songs. A lot of the movies coming out are not of that ilk, I will tell you that. I mean, they're just cash grabs. But you have a very great filmmaker, Denis Villeneuve, who's a Canadian filmmaker who's made some of my favorite movies of all time. His sequel to Blade Runner was not only an homage to the original, but was a great movie on its own. Arrival is one of the best science fiction movies of the 21st century. Um, all of his movies have hit me in one way or the other, from Prisoners to Enemy to... I just... Villeneuve is an incredible director, and he's a lifelong fan of Dune, and he's making a new version of Dune that hopefully will be out in December. We're going to get the trailer in about a week or so. Is it a remake? Not really. He's not remaking the David Lynch movie. He's adapting the book, which has been adapted before. Jodorowsky tried to do this in the 70s and couldn't get the money. Um... David Lynch was a young film director who was trying to get his foothold in Hollywood and, and made Dune for some big money-making studio producers and then has kind of stayed away from studios ever since. Um, so what's coming out for Dune is not a remake or a sequel. It is another book adaptation, but we've never gotten a good one. The miniseries that were on sci-fi were closer to the source material than what we got uh, with the David Lynch movie. But again, they didn't nail it because they didn't have enough money you know, and enough time and, and the resources. Well, finally, we have a 
big Hollywood production company, big movie studio, big director, A-list actors. I mean, they're really throwing a lot of money of what would normally be an original project. It's going to be considered a reboot or a sequel or, or a remake or whatever. I hope you give Dune a chance, and I hope you give some of these others a chance, because I'm telling you, if anybody can make Dune great, Denis Villeneuve is going to make it great. I don't know if it's going to be great. It might be boring. I, you know, I hope not. Uh, they split it into two, but as I'm re-listening to the book, because I've, I've read the book several times, the original Dune, but I'm re-listening to Books on Tape, which is a fully fleshed out with different actors, voiceovers, and, and sound effects, I'm realizing that there is plenty in that book to split the movie into two. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of story there. But again, not all remakes, reboots, cover songs, whatever, are bad. Some are, I will give you that, and arguably the majority are. But there are actual artists out there who are remaking things with love, who are rebooting things with love. And if you can find those in the middle of the wasteland of all the others, enjoy them, share them, let people know that this is great. I was looking for Brandy by Looking Glass, and it was the lead singer's um, birthday the other day, so I posted the, the original video of them doing it live or whatever, or lip-synced or whatever. And it came up that the song actually hit number one yesterday. So I, I went looking for a different version of that song, and it turns out a few months ago, because of quarantine, the lead singer of Looking Gra Glass did a cover of Brandy with an four a cappella choir guys. And it's freaking amazing. Will it be the version I always go back and listen to? No, but I shared it, and I've gotten many comments on it because it's really good. Granted, it's the original artist covering his own song, but doing it in a completely different way, and I respect that. I respect somebody who takes a song and, and was inspired by that song, but what comes out is something really different. Or an homage that's really good. But there is a fine line in between both of those, and that's where most of the things fall. There's, that fine line has become a cavern, a, a, a crevasse of bad ideas. Why did a heavy metal band or a rock band want to do a pop song or a disco song or whatever? Sometimes we're getting inspired versions. Other times we're getting, huh, this was fun, wasn't it? And it's a waste of time. Or, you know, and I'm not criticizing anybody for doing a cover, a remake, a reboot, or a sequel. To each his own. I'm just saying from the critical standpoint, from those of us that love watching and, and love finding the, the diamonds in the rough, if you have a great idea to cover a song or do a new version of a movie or a sequel or whatever, go for it. You know, uh, there are worse reasons. Because you want to make a lot of money with it, might not be the best reason, but hey, we have gotten some good art that way too. <laughs> Desperation breeds some great artists. So just wanted to talk a little bit about sometimes we give remakes, reboots, and sequels a hard time. Technically, Hobbs and Shaw was a sequel to the Fast and Furious movies, but it was a different animal. And as dumb as it is, it is an incredibly fun ride of a movie. I was the first one who said, really, they're doing a spinoff from the Fast and Furious movies? How much more unrealistic and you know, crazy can they get and overblown, but the two leads made it a fun ride. So going back to my 
I would like to see Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman remake Face Off. Not because I think John Woo's movie needs remaking. It does fine on its own. And the acting is, those guys had a blast making the movie. It holds up very well as a crazy action, over-the-top action movie. I would think Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman would do it for different reasons. That it would be a fun project for the two of them who love poking fun at each other as they have for the last few years. And made quite their careers, you know, made it quite bigger because of all this. Anyway, I'm Scott Hamilton babbling for, wow, almost 20 minutes on remakes, reboots. Again, it's not the remake or the reboot or the cover that's bad, but some of the people that make them might be. How about that? That, that Okay, can we all agree on that? Scott Hamilton, Rockfile. The Rockfile is my website. The links below are for everything that's going on in the Rockfile world, which continues to expand. Very excited to share that with you here as we go through it. So please follow along, share, subscribe, like, all that good stuff, because sharing is caring. I'm Scott Hamilton. Thank you so much for listening. Have a terrific day. Peace.